0: Welcome to Audacity Presents. We are going to continue the conversation on brokenness, but today I'm talking to the men. Ladies, you can listen if you want to. Let's get the show started. Happy Monday, happy Monday, and welcome to Audacity Presents, where we can now choose to live an audacious life for Christ because we have been set free. We are free from the penalties of sin. I need to do a show on freedom. Mm. But anyway, let's talk about what's been on my replay. And I don't think I've ever had a Tamala Mann song on my replay, but I ran across her video called Help Me. Saw Priscilla Shira in there. Shout out to Priscilla Shira like she's my friend. But anyway, the song Help Me. Here are some of the words. You ever find yourself in a place that you don't know what to say? The things I depended on were gone. I realized I couldn't do it on my own. I used to want to understand your plan. Now all I want to see is your hand. My heart is open so wide, even though there's so much pain inside. As I'm on this journey, I need you to help me and I know I will be all right help me to finish well. The best line in this song for me, help me to finish well. Isn't that what we all want? Just to finish this Christian race well. We want to hear the Lord say you have finished well. Wow, wow, wow. Love the video. Love the song. So y'all, we are in a pinky toe series on brokenness. Okay because this is part three. So I feel like if you talk about something more than two times, it is now a series. That's my definition. So we are in a series on brokenness, the audacity of brokenness. So if you are tired of this topic, it's okay. I give you permission to stop listening. But before you go, remember this, we all go through seasons of brokenness. And maybe you haven't yet, but as they say, keep on living. So this is what's funny because I have been wanting to move on to a different topic. But the other day I'm walking in my closet and I literally hit my pinky toe. Oh my gosh, the pain, the hurt. And I couldn't do anything but laugh because I was ready to end this topic this week, but the Holy Spirit has other things in mind. And then to top it off this past weekend, my husband comes and he tells me, honey, you know that picture in the powder room? I accidentally knocked it off the wall and it broke. Y'all, last week we talked about fragments from brokenness. And so here I am now sweeping up the fragments from this broken picture. And I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, I hear you loud and clear. I will continue with the audacity of brokenness today, part three. Okay. I wanted to end it today, but the Holy Spirit spoke. And this is what he said, Mary, because he calls my name. He knows my name, y'all. He says, Mary, men can be broken. And I'm like, what? What? You see, we often associate brokenness with women, or maybe that's just me, but men can be broken. And many times their brokenness is in silence. Sometimes their brokenness comes out in their actions. When we can't verbalize our pain, it comes out in other ways. They may withdraw turn to alcohol, drugs, anger. I I don't know. And I'm going to tell you this several times. I am not a psychologist, but I would expect when someone is broken, they want to be fixed. And so they do things trying to fix the brokenness. Can I get an amen on that? I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I'm going to say that again. This is what I think. So society puts a great deal of pressure on men to be tough. They are supposed to be emotionally detached. And I know y'all are thinking, Mary, where did you come up with those two words? I say that because men do have emotions, but I feel like when they are broken, they need to be able to detach from the situation. Men are supposed to be able to withstand what comes their way. And this mentality, I feel, has had a major impact on the way they perceive and deal with their own emotions. Most men would never verbally admit they are broken. In most situations from a very young age, they are told to suck it up, to be men, to shake it off. And so they never faced their brokenness. And my heart grieves today because marriages have ended. Homes have been broken. Children left fatherless because of broken men. And I'm going to say this again. I am not a psychologist. I am just speaking from my heart and from the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You know, I've got a girlfriend uh, that is a psychiatrist, and and I'll bring her on the show to correct me if I'm wrong. Actually, I'm going to bring her on the show anyway. But anyway, this is what I'm thinking. So for women, we talk about uh, to our friend girls about our brokenness. We start journaling. We will seek a counselor. And most women have no problem verbalizing their brokenness. But for men... This is what I visualize. This, this is my Mary visualization. I don't know if this happens. But my husband has friends. Shout out to the village men. Y'all hear me talk about my village keepers and my girls have been on the show. There are also men, their husbands that are part of the village keepers. But this is what I visualize. So my husband and his village keepers, they talk and they have gone out to lunch. Now, I don't know what they talk about, but in my mind, I feel like they bond over food and without even having a conversation, like they are sitting there eating, they make eye contact every now and then, and and those eye contacts speak volume. Like the eyes are asking, you all right? And like, I see my husband, you know, glancing back over saying, yeah, I'm good. All with the eyes, all with the eyes, no verbal conversation whatsoever. Or they talk about football and if they mention a touchdown, that means I had a good week. But if they mention a fumble that happened in a football game, that means I had a tough week. I mean, this is this is my visualization of the conversation between... I feel like uh, it's seen as a sign of weakness if the man should vocalize or verbally speak about their brokenness. Or is it? Hmm. Let's see what the Bible says. Now, two men came to mind, King David and Job. And since I feel like Job was like broken all the way down, let's look at Job. Okay. Job had seven sons, three daughters, 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 oxen, 500 donkeys, lots of servant. And the Bible says he was the greatest of all men of the East. The Bible says that his sons had feasts and invited their sisters and following these feasts that each uh, of the sons houses, Job would consecrate consecrate, let me say that correctly, Job would consecrate his children early in the morning, giving a burnt offering for all of them, just in case they had sinned or cursed God in their heart. Job wanted to make sure they were covered and protected. But then God allows Satan to start breaking Job down. He lost his oxen, donkeys, servants. Then fire burned up his sheep and more servants. Then the camels were raided and taken and more servants were struck down. Then a strong wind came, took down the house where his sons and daughters were eating and they died. Talk about brokenness. And Job said, hey, naked I came in and naked naked shall I return. Then Satan struck Job with swords from the soles of his feet to the crown of his head. And Job's wife said, curse God and die. But Job said, shall we only receive what's good from God and not receive evil? Job was broken. He was broken down. And then Job's friends came, barely recognizing him. They sat with him in silence for seven days and seven nights without saying a word. And what did I tell y'all about my husband and his village men in silence? Okay, anyway, let's get back on track. But check this out. Job finally speaks out. And was it because the brokenness was too great? I, I don't know. But when Job speaks out, then his friends that had sat with him in silence for seven days start to speak and a conversation begins, whether good, bad, or indifferent. From chapter three of Job, if my calculations are right, from chapter three of Job, all the way to chapter 37, there is this conversation between Job and his friends. That's 34 chapters Job and his friends go back and forth. And then in chapter 38, God has something to say. Yep, I'm going to leave y'all with a cliffhanger. I'm going to stop right here because next week in this series, part four, I want to give both men and women the answer to brokenness. But men, this is where I'm going with this. Brokenness is not a time to be silent. You brag to your boys when things are good. You support, You need to support each other in your brokenness as well. You will be surprised. In Job, for 34 chapters, Job and his boys had something to say. Some of it was, was maybe jacked up, but hey, it helped to put a perspective on a few things. That's what I believe. So this is my merry moment. Brokenness is not a time to be silent. We should praise God in the midst of our brokenness. Hey hey, I hope you enjoyed today's show. My pinky toe still hurts from that show. But listen, remember, Christ died for you, was resurrected for you, is returning for you, all because he loves you. Now, all you have to do is confess, believe, and trust in him. Y'all have a great week.